introduction so you can be a host for this episode. <laughs> okay, so I am Justin Hopkins, and this is my brother Liam Hopkins, and uh, this is the Agent Orange podcast. It's our very first podcast. Uh, we're a little nervous. Uh, just a, oh yeah, and a, just a disclaimer. Uh, we don't know dick about shit about what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, we have no clue what we're talking about. Um, we're not educated theologians on any particular subject. This is just Mm-mm. us hashing it out. Uh, um, bullshitting, as they say. Yeah, bullshitting, shooting the shit, yeah. as one might say. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have, we're, uh, we're not intellects on any of these subjects, and these views are uh, pure opinion-based. Yeah, say the least. We're not trying to upset anybody. We're not trying to because so if we get like a fact wrong, (laughs) if it happened at like nine forty eight instead of nine forty five, you know, please don't email me that you're gonna kill my dog or something. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Um, how did we come up with the name? I think I think I just gave up. I just came up with the name and then we just yeah you literally rolled with it. (laughs) Yeah, like I was just like, so what should we call it? And you're like Agent Orange, and I was like, okay, so you haven't been thinking about this at all. I wasn't thinking about it per se as much as I just thought I just I think I just thought about that and I was like I guess that'd make a cool name it probably could have been something cooler but it's too late now (laughs) we're too deep in the shit yeah we're already rolling (laughs) so and I want to give a shout out to Ari Filippini for uh Mm -hmm. hooking us up with an awesome fucking um well-made professional logo graphic design yeah 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 that was really great um I feel like there's somebody else we should be thinking I mean, I think it's just us, us and her. I think those are the only people that have put in any work for it. But well, you especially because you got to, you got all the gear. Um, I mean, it's cheap. Uh, it's not cheap, but it's it's basic gear. It's nothing, you know, insane. But that's all we need, you know. But I mean, it sounds alright. Yeah, it all sounds good to me. I mean, the one time that we fucked around with it. Yeah, but um, as long as I'm glad I got my charger though, because I didn't. Yeah, if it just died in the middle, of it, we just never be saved awesome. it. We're like an hour and forty-five minutes. Part two. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, Liam, what what's this podcast all about? Um, but we don't have a set, um, per se, like consistent uh, topic. Yeah, but uh, today I think we're doing North Hollywood shootout. That's right. Because that won our uh, the polls that we ran. Yeah, our social media were, poll. What were the, it was North Hollywood Shootout, the Leprechaun film series, <laughs> Lawrence of Arabia, and um, USS Indianapolis. Yeah, and it's so weird. <laughs> I, I think it sounds so fucking hilarious that it's like the first three are like very serious. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's like North Hollywood, Indianapolis, Lawrence of Arabia, Leprechaun, Leprechaun film, <laughs> Leprechaun series, Leprechaun series. Which which after the first one is just not even it. <laughs> it's not even on the same There's wavelength. No tangible sense. Yeah. So, but. Uh, it, it got, we almost had to do it. Almost, yeah. North Which Hollywood shootout won by exactly one vote. Yeah. Which, anybody who thinks that their vote doesn't <laughs> count in this country, guess what? It do. <laughs> it, it really do, though. It really be like that sometimes. Because we, uh, we almost had to do the Leprechaun, which I feel like this would have been, uh, this podcast would have been a week in the making because we would have had to watch every, I, I would have made us watch every single one <laughs> just to get an actual understanding of the franchise. Well, I was considering just like rolling our three favorite ones in because Vegas is my favorite. <laughs> Leprechaun and Vegas really? is the best. Have you seen the first one? Yeah. You haven't seen it recently though, have you? Not recently. Me and Christian watched it. Christian and I are, it's our other brother. <laughs> there's, there's a couple. But uh, we watched. We're, we're going to have guests on this, by the way. Yeah, we're Christian gonna, might be one of them. We're going to name drop a lot, um, without any description following it. <laughs> we're yeah. just gonna. So. So you're oh fucking well. You're gonna have to deal with it. Um, yeah, we watched Leprechaun the first. We've seen all of them except for the newest ones, I believe. Yeah. Which oh we haven't seen Back to the Hood. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We haven't seen Back to the Hood. But we've seen every single other one. The Vegas one is okay, but I think the first one you can't beat the original, when it comes to something that lackluster. Um, so we're starting, are we starting with the timeline as far as the, uh, uh, well, let's just sort of preamble it. Um, what did you know about the North Hollywood shootout before? I've, from what I've known from just reading and, you know, hearing hearsay and, um, it's basically, I feel like they were, their career, their career, like, uh, criminals, right? Yeah. I think they, I think they robbed two banks before this. Yeah. Something like that. And then, um, from what I heard, it was just like they prepared like for a huge heist yeah. of the bank, and it all went 
wrong real quick. Real, real fucking quick. <laughs> I mean, um, it did not. It went wrong real quick. From what I understand, they uh, they robbed two Bank of Americas before this third Bank of America, and they they already had a haul of like a million dollars, and they were expecting like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars to be at this at this Bank of America, but uh, it ended up they got the days wrong. And um, there was like a lot less than what they thought was going to yeah, be there. I think there's, I think there was supposed to be seven hundred fifty grand, seven hundred fifty thousand, and then they uh, they got there and it was like three hundred thousand, which um, I wouldn't be upset. <laughs> I mean, I'd, but the thing is, like, I mean, they probably had it at least planned out to down to the dollar amount, and I'm pretty sure that's uh, that was the breaking point was when they saw that they, they didn't have as much money as they thought. I think at that point they just did not care anymore. Okay, so let's let's go over the timeline. Okay, let's let's go through it pretty slow. But what's uh, what's the first? Uh, is there like a preamble or? Preface okay, to so it? basically the backstories to these guys is, uh, and they were like surprisingly young. I think like, uh, okay, so the two guys that did it were Larry Phillips Jr. and Emil Matasarenu, and we're gonna refer to them by their first names because yeah, that last name is hard. I mean, I'm I pride myself yeah. on pronouncing foreign last names really well and this one's hard for me so we're just going to call them by their first names when i was reading it i was hoping that i'd be like it's larry (laughs) phillips and 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 justin who's that other one and uh, yeah yeah um so it's emil and larry Larry. (laughs) i just want to know these guys had to meet at some point and they met at a fucking uh they met at a gym yeah yeah yeah. they met at a gym and they were doing uh steroids together and yeah, this is in LA. So it's it's LA in the '90s. So it's steroid cap. It's like heaven. Oh yeah, especially for, and he was just Larry. That's a white dude for sure. Both are white guys. Yeah, but the, it, he has to be uh, Emil has to be. Uh, what descent is he? He's he he's actually a an immigrant from um, what's it called? Turkey. No, he's not from Turkey. Hungary. Same thing. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Not Hung- even close. Hungary for Turkey. I'm sorry. I had to. you. You walked into that one. Okay, so uh, basically, these guys met, and Larry was more towards uh, being uh, a low-level crook, and Emil was just kind of along for the ride. Emil actually uh, was a soft a software consultant in the early '90s. That makes sense. And <laughs> lived in Silicon Valley and shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he basically. Uh, so they both met and uh, just started kind of collecting weapons because i think in 93 they were uh, arrested for having like all these weapons that they would eventually use in the north hollywood shootout with them mm-hmm. and uh they only spent a couple days in jail and then they actually petitioned the lapd to give them their weapons back and they did hey man the 90s yeah <laughs> it's just different world i apologize and i also apologize for any outside audio because we have squeaky chairs and- yeah and we have sniffly uh, nasal passages. Yeah, we, we deviated septums. <laughs> you're gonna have to live with this, guys. I hope I hope our fan base. Yeah. All all one of you listening. Hey, content over quality. Yeah. It's just quantity over quality. Anyways, uh, these guys basically decided, after a little while, um, we're gonna start robbing banks, and they did. They before okay, so this happened in 1997. This is 97. 97. I keep thinking it was like 93, 94. Nope. So they just, they were kind of just deciding like, oh, we're pros now. We're it, moving into the business. It happened in a Friday, on Friday, uh, February 28th, 1997, at the Bank of America in Laurel Canyon Boulevard. Now the timeline that we're breaking down is that during the, the day of yeah. it? So, okay. And it's from, uh, could you give the website just so we can have a, just so we can uh, say that we credited <laughs> them? Uh, dailynews.com we've also used wikipedia because we're yeah. you know we're basic basic ass dudes um, uh, uh, daily news it sounds credible enough to me sound, sounds legit yeah <laughs> um, so and it starts at probably early in the morning I imagine so the parrot obtained uh, a number of weapons including automatic rifles and they had more than 3300 rounds of ammunition hold on wait stop there read that back Thirty-three hundred rounds. Read the okay. So they they got there with thirty-three hundred rounds. Yeah, in the in in their car. Okay. And a uh, cool thing about this is, 
well, not cool, but it's it's kind of ingenious. Uh, Larry actually sewed together a lot of his body armor, mm-hmm. and it was made of like a really uh, badass material that basically wouldn't just like take a bullet from like a uh, like a small arm. It would also like absorb the the shock, so he wouldn't get knocked down or anything. And it took him weeks to like sew this giant bodysuit together. Emil, on the other hand, uh, he just had... <laughs> he, just, he was just kind of along for the ride, like He was said. just along for the ride, and he also had body armor, but his was just, like, a couple plates and uh, just his chest and his back. Yeah, it said uh, it says here, I, I'm reading from crimemuseum.org. Just, uh, it's just factoids compared to uh, Justin has the actual timeline, but it's... Um, yeah, it just says that they had accumulated a stockpile of body armor, weapons, and ammunition that could sit... Which could sustain them through an hour-long shootout. <laughs> so the, I think they went into it planning. They were like, "We got an hour, boys. <laughs> it's it's do or die." But I think I seems think, like a nice day for a Donnybrook, boys. <laughs> yeah, I just think this was like the. I think this is the average guy, uh, like the average working man's way to get to become a professional bank uh, robber. Yeah, I could see without that. being an organized crime. It's just like uh, just rounds and rounds of ammo. And just uh, uh, using more scare tactics, tactics than anything, especially in L.A., which is just so heavily populated. And so uh, I thought it was surprising that they had so many, so much ammunition, so many guns. Oh, man, this is the 90s. And they're just hanging out. That's the thing, though. Lawless is, yeah. time. <laughs> they don't, ain't nobody give a fuck. Everywhere was Florida in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> so when these guys show up to Bank of America, which I don't know why... Hearing about Bank of America get robbed, it feels like they're like they're 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 robbing America itself. I don't know why that it's in my heart, and I wanted you to know. I don't know. I feel like Bank of, isn't Bank of America like the Dollar General of banks? <laughs> aren't they like like they like the? I feel like aren't they like a smaller one, especially in L.A. I feel like they. I don't know why they wouldn't go for like a federal bank or something. Once again, we don't know shit about Dick about economics. Yeah, we don't or know banks or any of that stuff. No, I mean I did good in economics, but <laughs> I don't have a degree. I can barely dress myself in the morning, let alone like, yeah. balance my checkbook. <laughs> uh, so when these guys show up to Bank of America, they they come armed to fuck. All right, they they got all the body armor to teeth to to teeth. Uh, they got all the weapons. They got all the ammo. And these guys take phenobarbital to calm their nerves. Is that what they, they t- go in there? Yeah, because I read that they took. Uh, it just said. Uh, pain relaxers and i was like muscle relaxers yeah they took yeah that, to, that makes that makes so much sense to me and because it seems, if you're jacked if you're if your adrenaline's jacked you're gonna want to like come down so you can like think yeah that's the thing is like that's why i feel like a lot of bank robbies um that start out like this one which i, I think these happen all the time where like people get a ton of guns to try to rob yeah. a bank i feel like they're easily subdued because usually the person either quits immediately or they just uh go insane very quickly and kill somebody and then get killed or something yeah. happens really quick Compared to um, this one, where they were calm and collected, which I think is ten times more. Terrifying. Well, I mean, if this is your third rodeo, you know. Yeah, exactly. So they have experience, and you know, they're a little, a little, a little you know, a little. I don't, I don't know what you know. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I mean, they're probably high. Oh I yeah. Mean, pro- I mean, they didn't take, they didn't take a, a, the, you know, the actual dosage. I feel like they probably, you know, they pre, they, they definitely. Uh, if you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, this is what's called a buff. Yeah. Right? This is- Each took muscle relaxants to calm their nerves and synchronize their watches before entering the bank. Which I think these are fucking pros. I think this is their foray into professional bank robbing. Well, they I think amateurs. they probably uh, robbed one bank and they're like, "Yo, I don't feel good after this." And well, yeah, they're, they're like, "Okay, let's take." They the probably pills. robbed it and they're like. Uh, is your fucking watch three seconds off? Because I was in the car for three <laughs> seconds longer than it should be, which could have been three seconds of me dead. You oh, know? yeah. Speaking of watches, didn't they sew in watches to their body armor? Like, I mean, I don't, ha- I don't have it here, but I'm sure yeah, they did. It says it right here. I don't know why I'm asking you. But they... <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you know? No, I got it right here. I just uh, let you know. Spoken like a true asshole. Yeah. Uh, so they definitely had watches sewn into their body armor so that they could check the time because their their goal was eight minutes in and out with the money <laughs> did not happen that way this turned <laughs> no, in, they fucked up a bit <laughs> eight minutes turned into 44 minutes and there's a couple of uh made for tv movies about this i have no idea why this is not like a full-fledged hollywood movie this sounds like a netflix uh, series in the like, yeah it sounds like uh, uh it sounds like it's gonna happen they're doing one in richard ramirez right now so i don't see why this i think this is more interesting <laughs> me too just because it was such a it was one thing at one time on one day with two guys 
and it you know it completely changed how we uh, see weapons, how we see large areas, how law enforcement treats things. Law, law enforcement, uh, the guns that law enforcement has, um, people in crowded areas in uh, around cash and banks, you know. Um, so it it changed a lot of things, but they don't realize it. You know, uh, you don't see it now, mm-hmm. but at the time, you know, it's definitely when you're just watching the news and this is happening. Um, so this is all at. Nine in the morning? Nine in the morning. Jeez. So at 9.17 a.m., heavily armed and wearing reinforced body armor, uh, Larry and Emil enter the bank. And just by chance, this is where everything went belly up from the moment it fucking started. Just by chance, an LAPD officer, Lauren Farrell and Martin Perello, drive by the bank at the exact same time and spot them. I believe they, what they did was they, I think they pulled up right in front of the bank. They both got out of their uh, vehicle and they walked in. But the problem is they're wearing full body armor. They're wearing full body masks. armor. Car- they're carrying the guns. They're not even concealed. They're no. just carrying them. Ski masks. And there just happened to be two pigs sitting. sitting <laughs> Don't da- call pigs. Sitting dandy. Two police officers sitting dandy right behind them. And uh, well, all these guys, I mean, obviously all these guys are heroes in this situation. Yeah. Um, cause nobody should be put in, you know, this kind of situation, let alone be the first two police officers to see that. Could you imagine you're sitting there just scoping out, just be like, oh, we're just watching the bank today. You know, it's, well, what day is it? It's a Tuesday, right? Or like a Thursday. It's Friday. It's, oh, it's It's still a weekday, but they, uh, they're just watching and you just see two guys in full body armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, just walk into us and I, 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 I want to give these guys credit because I probably wouldn't have been able to like think on my feet like that if I just saw two guys with like weapons like that I would probably be like stunned <laughs> I, don't I wouldn't th- be able to think yeah I'd be in pure shock before I uh, did anything and what they do they, they call for backup immediately, immediately like they uh, <laughs> as the robbers enter the bank they fire rounds into the ceiling to announce the presence <laughs> and intent and the uh, officers put a radio call of a 211 in progress with shots fired and backup units raced to the scene see I could just see the two cops sitting there smoking a skag. <laughs> it's just two LA cops, and he's just like, "You see, you see, is that? Hey, we need fucking. We got two left. <laughs> just immediately, hey, you it's were, going down. I had to get it on, baby. You, 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 you do not believe what's in front of your eyes. Nine a.m. in the morning. <laughs> Bank just opened. Man, I just started my shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay, so nine twenty-four a.m. Phillips exits the. Uh, I'm sorry, Larry exits the bank from the north doors, and Emil exits from the south. So they're outside now? Yeah, but they're they're away from each other. They're on both opposite sides of the building. Wait, have they gotten the cash yet? Uh, Did we skip over when they go? Because they go in, and then they go... Uh, yeah, I think they already had the cash. Yeah. The thing is, they're pissed off because it was like less than that. Yeah, it said um, right here. Yeah, they enter the bank. They order everybody to get on the floor, open it to the ceiling. Having intimidated customers, Phillips... And Emil <laughs> began shooting at the bulletproof door that gave access to the bank tellers in the vault. The door, which was only made to withstand small caliber uh, ammunition, uh, broke only after a couple shots from their modified Type 56 rifles. Um, if you want mine, would you look up a Type 56 so we can get? Or I can look it up just so we can get a picture and maybe a description. It's big. It's they're, they're big. <laughs> It's a big old gun. It's a big old fucking gun. Okay, it's oh, it's 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 an AK. Yeah, it's a variant of an AK-47. Well, they were using like drum ran, uh, drum mags and shit. Yeah, that's the thing. So they opened up. Uh, they intimidated. They shot at the bulletproof door. The door broke open. They forced the tellers to fill their bags with money from the safe. Soon, the robbers realized that there's less money than they expected because of change in the bank delivery schedule. <laughs> So they really just they Screw had the every they had everything down except for the 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 delivery schedule. Well, the thing is, I think even if the delivery schedule was fine, like the cops still showed up at the beginning. Yeah, and they would. I mean, they would have been. Fucked this is out fucked of the from the very yeah. start. And so uh, Emil became so enraged that he emptied a 75, 75 round drum magazine into the vault, destroying the rest of the money. That's what's up. So <laughs> they were only t- they were only able to obtain three hundred and thirty. Or three hundred three thousand uh, compared to the expected amount of seven hundred fifty thousand. Hey, you know what? That's still a good day. That's still. I mean, that's one hundred fifty thousand a piece. Yeah. I mean, that's a vacation or two. It's I a mean, fucking uh, house. What are you talking about? It's a house for just all you have a to do. A shit bag house. Yeah. All you had to do is rob a bank in broad daylight. Well, this is also nineteen ninety seven money. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's still. It's still fat cash for sure. No matter who you are. So, um, do you have the 
So, okay, then their plan was beginning to fall. That's what mine says. So okay, so at 9.24 a.m., they both exit um, with Phillips. I'm sorry, Larry. <laughs> Man, we're going to fuck this up. With Larry leaving out of the, uh, the north and Emil coming out of the south. And they spot officers positioned behind patrol cars west and north of the bank. The gunmen raise their rifles and start firing. West and north of the bank. So, and they came out on which sides? The north and the south. Okay. So officers scramble for cover because they weren't expecting, you know, a whole fucking army's worth of weaponry. And, you know, body armor. And the, yeah. I mean, they were... They, they weren't were expecting ready. Iron Man to show up. Yeah, it's kind of like... And this was... No, this is uh, two years before Columbine, but... Or Columbine. Well, this is also a couple years after uh, the fucking L.A. riots. Yeah. Yeah, this is... Uh, and this is like uh, two or three years after O.J. And after mm-hmm. all that, so it's just like... I mean, Hollywood is not. <laughs> they they aren't learning. They they, aren't. Yeah, they definitely didn't. They weren't getting it. But and this was a uh, because Columbine is the same thing. They planned it out so intricately. But the thing is, when they got there, it went completely wrong because nothing, nothing that they thought was going to happen happened. So then they ended up just having this about you know what's about to happen with yeah. uh, Emil Larry over there. <laughs> so the officers scramble to find cover behind patrol cars, trees, walls, whatever else they can find, and uh, they start returning fire. But they're hitting them, but they're heavily armored. Yeah, and the Their cops aren't doing shit. Does it say what the cops, uh, what kind of, yeah, uh, what kind of guns they had? Because I believe, yeah, they had, they had uh, Beretta nine millimeter handguns, which that's what are I just. Thought. I thought it was nine mil. Yeah, and I mean nine mil is just like what a ba- that's like a basic carry. Uh, yeah, like a firearm compared basic to basic service. And then uh, they had weapon. thirty. They had thirty eight revolvers, which is. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't that's matter a, what you have. That's what you keep in your sock. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you have at this point. If yeah. It's not a certain. If it's not above a certain quality. And that's the thing is, they didn't even. Uh, the cops couldn't even prepare for the guns that they had because their their guns were modified heavily. Yeah. So they were meant. I think they were. You know, obviously fully automatic. And plus, nobody expected the bank robbers to like have. Nobody expected a bank robbery. <laughs> they weren't expecting a bank robbery, but they were also weren't expecting them to come out wearing Iron Man armor and like mm-hmm. their kind of weapons. Yeah. So pretty much everybody was caught off guard, especially mm. the the bank robbers. Yeah, I mean, luckily they uh, so they didn't. Probably can't hear me, but I don't believe they killed anybody inside yet. Obviously, I think they no, they didn't kill they anybody. Ki- inside. Yeah, they just kept intimidating them. I don't think they hurt anybody inside, which is a great thing, you know. Several officers and civilians are wounded in the shootout. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, someone got hurt. <laughs> There's no way that's the next, after I just said that. The pair fire indiscriminately across Laurel Canyon Boulevard into the shopping center parking lot. Jesus. Their bullets travel into nearby homes and businesses. Holy shit, man. There's like pictures of like, oh my God. Pictures it's of this, families? Yeah. It's this like little, it's this Korean uh, guy at an ice cream shop and he, he he's like pointing at these bullet holes that are in the uh the sneeze guard for the ice cream and then another picture is this really just sad little kid and he's holding up a jersey that has like bullet holes in it jesus christ and so um it just says that they just started shooting yeah every, every which just way like, all right everybody's going i mean um, i guess that makes at that point it's like it's either that or you're going to surrender which they easily could have done but i think it for them it was on no. principle it was just print. They no. have to. There's no surrendering. Yeah, because they they would probably they would definitely get shot and, and shot dead. LAPD officer James Zaborovin, then just a couple months out of the academy. So he. Oh my! So, this so, guy's so Jimmy's fresh. Jimmy's <laughs> fresh right now. He's fresh in the street. <laughs> this poor guy. This guy just he just came from the academy, which is you know they train you, but they don't train you for this. Yeah, they train you for nothing for like this. this. Well, they probably did, but like, it's probably not something that they like put a lot of. Like, yeah, uh, but you know, they told him they're just like, this is worry. probably never gonna happen. Yeah, Jimmy, <laughs> probably. No worries here, bud. It's we live in L.A. Two months later. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so uh, then just a couple months out of the Jimmy academy, boy, the pipes, the pipes. <laughs> gets a shot off on Phillips, wounding him. So Jimmy got a shot off. Yeah, Jimmy at, got a shot. At a boy. Jimmy shot Larry, wounding him. The gunman turns his attention to to Jimmy. <laughs> oh, now he's yeah. Who dives? I remember watching uh, while I was researching this. Uh, Zaborovin was talking about it. He said like uh, when he shot him, he got a clear shot on his chest. Ooh. And then he like barely moved. Bounced and then off. and then Larry just looked at him like it was. And he said it for like it felt like five seconds. We just looked at each other. 
and we just both knew and then he started fucking unloading on him and he said he dives across to uh some unarmored officers there was like a detective with him and he shields her um with his bulletproof vest which by the way isn't the same quality as uh what larry and emil are using because no, they they had planned out and they had a uh pretty sure they had they had military grade rifles and masks and body armor and they had um what it looks like yeah because the i mean the guns alone just the gun battle alone between what you know emil and larry had versus it's not fair the entire la police department with i'm pretty sure uh we haven't gotten there yet but they need more backup <laughs> um to take down these two guys who are just I think they're just blatantly shooting. It's not even about the money anymore. It's just principle. It's, yeah, it's, okay, we, we know we're done. Yeah. But we're not done with you. <laughs> um, so dentist Jorge Montes uh, watches the carnage from his office in the shopping center west of the bank. And what time is this? This is still the time that I, I stated earlier. It's, <laughs> oh, uh, my God. Yeah, it's only been a few minutes, man. I was going to say, this is all in, like, seven minutes. Um, so Jorge Montes... Uh, from his office in the shopping center west of the bank, his front door is shattered by bullets as the wounded Zaborovan, I'm sorry, Jimmy, and a detective dive into the building. Montez tends to the injured officer as the firefight continues outside. So I just feel bad for for these cops, not just because they're in this firefight, but also because like they're getting catered to, not catered to, but they're getting medical attention from a dentist. Yeah, well, it's just like, I feel bad for obviously the cops but i feel bad for everybody just around that yeah. was just living their life and now they're part of a, a, a historic now you're in this situation yeah you know yeah, now you're in this historic event a historic violent event where uh you know you might die um i don't know about uh, you but if i have a bullet wound in my leg not dentist and this dentist starts working on it i'm gonna be like there's no root canal for that <laughs> there's no can't got, fix that buddy you got that novocaine bro I mean, that's probably... I assume they just went in there, just shot him up a painkiller, just like, you're on your way, dude. Okay, so 9.31 a.m., Larry and Emil move north toward one of the bank's parking lots where their getaway car is parked in a handicapped spot. Yeah. So these guys, they oh didn't my just... Fuck. Oh, my God. They didn't just rob the place. They didn't just shoot at cops. They didn't just, like, shoot at civilians. They parked in a fucking handicapped parked spot. Parked in a handicapped spot without a handicap. <laughs> they parked in the handicap and then got out in their body armor and their fucking... Uh, with their Berettas, or their uh, Type 56, and just walked into the bank like any other ordinary day. I like to think that, like, as they were, like, getting out of the car, Lair was like, oh, man, we're in a, we're in a handicap, and Emil was probably just like, man, it's all right, it won't be that long. It's eight minutes. <laughs> uh, so after a few more minutes of shooting, Emil, now wounded, go figure, enters the getaway car. Phillips retrieves a different rifle from the trunk and continues to shoot at anything that moves. So it sounds like... It sounds is Larry the Larry's the one who just won't he won't give in. I feel like I feel throughout like, all of this, Larry was like the the leader of the team. Yeah, I think Emil was just uh, going along with it, and also I feel like once he got hurt, he was like, "Dude, I'm out." <laughs> he yeah. was tired. He was done with it. But, uh, Larry retrieves a different rifle from the trunk and continues to shoot anything that moves. He remains outside the vehicle, pacing between the parked cars and the north wall of the bank, and firing sporadically across the street and into the parking lot. And that's the thing is, uh, I, I mean, the cops aren't, they're not doing the same thing. They're not shooting anywhere. I think they're shooting from uh, I think positions they're, that they're just holding. Yeah, that's what. I, because I, you have, like, guaranteed uh, cover, which, by the way, isn't really cover. It's just concealment. Yeah. Cause because it, their rounds are armor-piercing. Mm-hmm. And what they didn't anticipate was that they were going to have armor-piercing <laughs> rounds. So these guys are taking cover, what they think is cover, behind these police vehicles. And then shit starts to go through it. Because there's a couple civilians that were taking cover with the cops. Mm. And uh, they start getting, like, <clears throat> dinged, like, through it. And, um, yeah, so... Yeah, because that's... You would think, on paper, it's like, oh, well, you can take out these two guys who try to rob a bank with an entire police force. Yeah. But uh, once you're up close and personal with it, and you realize, you know, how well planned out this and was, and equipped they are, yeah. and you know the uh, the Vicodin they popped beforehand, <laughs> they're just having the time, man. So officers take cover behind cars; their weapons useless against the robbers from this range. Civilians also are caught in the crossfire, taking shelter behind cars, some praying for their lives. Dude, I'm looking at some of the pictures of these right now. Like, if you just like cropped out the bank of america part like there's no difference between this and like ira like photographs and stuff it is terrifying well it's uh 90s <laughs> <laughs> that's all you got to say is it's the 90s the la in the 90s time, baby yeah you won't understand 
three civilians are pinned down behind a patrol car riddled with bullets. Speaking. Yeah. Speaking of coming. patrol cars. They're coming for you, Liam. I'm sorry about that. This, uh, we're, we're in the middle of town, so. <laughs> yeah. It's a couple, a couple outside noises, but. Three civilians are pinned down behind a patrol car riddled with bullets. One of them has been wounded by gunfire. In the midst of the gun battle, five officers race to the nearby B&B gun shop and borrow weapons and ammunition, attempting to even <laughs> the firepower. So this dude just showed up to B&Bs, these cops, and they're mm-hmm. just... I wonder how that went. Did they just go in? They're just like, listen. <laughs> I mean, they're probably... And the thing is, like, while they're doing that, there's active gunshots just being fired yeah. behind them. And they're like, hey, no time to talk, buddy. <laughs> I just imagine, like, the, the guy looks like an old Mickey Dolenz. <laughs> you know who Mickey Dolenz is? I, yeah. He's like... I hope you just, <laughs> just firing behind him. Hey, can we borrow some of your high high caliber weaponry? And he's just like, what's it to you? <laughs> to you, baby. <laughs> yeah. What? No, he's like, what's the problem? It's just an active gun, <laughs> just gun shootout behind him. He's like, ah, it's, uh, all right, but you got to bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't tell anybody. I'll let you borrow this. Can you guys sign it out? Can you? Yeah. The old lady gets mad when I let her borrow. <laughs> okay. So uh, they try to even the, the gun. They're not going to. <laughs> no. Just a heads up to everybody listening. They're not going to even out anything. Okay, 9.42 a.m. About the time... We started at 9.17. <laughs> Damn. 9.42 a.m. About the time LAPD SWAT officers arrive on scene, Emil begins to drive the getaway car out of the parking lot. While Phillips remains outside the vehicle, walking next to it and continuing to spray the area with bullets. So these guys are basically... You know in Halo, when you were like in the tank... Halo the video game? When you, yeah, 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 Halo the video game, when, you, when you're playing with a friend and one of you's in the tank and the other one is like on the side, just like, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much what, yeah. This that's is what, pretty much what's happening right now. <laughs> uh, so, 9.53, so it's, they're taking a drive for a couple minutes. 9.53 a.m. Just trying to clear their heads. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man, let's get this shit straight. Yeah. Uh, 9.53 a.m., the robbers split up. Wonder why. On foot, Larry... Turns it, east on Archwood Street. So they get out of the car and break up on foot? Well, no. Um, or does one of them get out of the car and the other one keeps... Th- uh, Larry uh, is on foot, so he just walks away. Oh, yeah. yeah and then he, Emil is in the car, and he fucks off in another way. We don't have any, like... We don't have any uh, set biographies on these two, but I feel like Larry's the one who's, like, just insane. And I think <laughs> Emil is just... I think he was simple-headed. You know, he I don't think he was simple. Uh, I think that he was probably just someone that was like really easy to, like you know how people get caught up in cults. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing is he lived in L.A. too, and he probably didn't have money. And it's weird to me that Emil is actually like older than Larry. Hmm. By the way, these guys are young as shit. Yeah, aren't they like 30, 30 and like twenty-seven? I think. Jesus Christ. I'm 30. <laughs> I'm like, they got better careers than you do. No, yeah, fucking A. People know their names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, the robber split up on foot. Larry turns east on Archwood Street and then takes cover next to a big rig and trailer parked. Uh, I'm sorry, next to a big rig and trailer just a few dozen yards from the bank parking lot. Emil drives past uh, Larry and continues east on Archwood a couple more blocks. Officers take up positions across Agnes Avenue east of Phillips, I'm sorry, east of Larry, and exchange fire with him. Yeah, I think Emil and Larry at this point are, I think they're just so pissed at each other. Cause they I don't know think, if they're angry. I feel like they're just like, all right, man, this is the end. I think we'd probably, one of us might get away if we split up. Yeah, in my head, I feel like they just got pissed at each other, and that's why they just started shooting. We'll never know. Because, yeah, they were never, I just feel like they were never completely calm. Because if they were, it, none of this would ever happen. They would have just surrendered or something. It would have gone down way simp- way easier. So, Larry's automatic rifle jams, and he pulls out a handgun, continuing to shoot at officers up the street. And he's like, he's, uh, I think I've seen the picture of the video. He's just like sitting against his car, I'm pretty sure. At this well, no, point. no, no. He was... Uh, oh, he's in the car or something. No, no, this is Larry. Larry's on foot. Yeah, okay. Larry's uh, on foot, and he's walking down the street. Walking down the street. So Phillips, uh, I'm sorry, Larry. God, I am fucking this up, man. You, call him, you can call him Larry or, Phil, or Larry Phillips <laughs> or Phillips, but you call him Emil. Guys, this is our first podcast. You need to yeah. forgive us. You call him Emil Emil because I don't know. Yeah. Mats- Matsusurferanu is his last name. 
So Larry's automatic rifle jams, and he pulls out a handgun. Now, the reason he did this was because he had gotten shot in his uh, thumb, mm. and as he kept shooting, uh, he got a specific kind of jam in his gun where um, the the spent case gets stuck yeah. in the... Uh, chamber in the chamber and basically it doesn't work and the thing is it's an easy thing to fix you just got to pull the casing out not when not when you're trying to kill cops at the same time well no not when your thumb is no longer working that too so he's got shot in the thumb yeah he's no longer able to do that so what happens is he says fuck it and he puts the big rifle uh the big weapon down Mm -hmm. and then he pulls out his handgun which is actually the same exact gun uh handgun that the cops are using beretta nine millimeter For those, so, for those interested, but yeah, if you know what it looks like, it's basically just like a basic, basic ass handgun. Yeah, just a basic handgun. It's like a twenty-two handguns. <laughs> so after I know, uh, what, I know what happens next, but I, wanna, I just yeah. I still want to listen to you describe so, it. So after a few a few shots with that, um, Larry picks uh, puts the barrel under his chin and pulls the trigger. And at the exact same time he pulls the trigger under his uh, under his chin to kill himself, he's actually shot in the spine by uh, a police sniper at, at the exact same time. It is the craziest video you will watch because it just I looks s- like he killed himself. Yeah. But then you kind of see, like, so this guy basically... He was dead. He was going to die either he was way. He dead for sure. Um, man, that's a shame. <laughs> I mean that's a that's a hell of a police sniper. I'll give him that. Yeah. I've seen the video and it's you know it's gruesome obviously, but the worst it's just the scariest part to me the whole time is that it's just broad daylight out mm-hmm. in the streets, which is like and it's not a bad neighborhood in L.A. either. I don't think. Uh, do you know what? I'm gonna just check and see which exact part of L.A. because it could be because I think it was like I want to say it was like pet, like North it was North Hollywood obviously so. It's, it just says LA, so I'm thinking it's it's North Hollywood. <laughs> it's in the name, but um, I just didn't know which because North Hollywood's not like a bad area per se. No, not at all. Not, none of Hollywood is necessarily a bad. These area. guys actually lived in Van Nuys. That makes sense. Which yeah. is like really close to. And that's a, it's like Silicon Valley. Yeah. Um, like Pasadena and stuff. I don't. I mean, I don't know uh, California. You know, I don't know. Me fucking either, anything, man. But I can guess from what I've heard. So around the time that Larry dies, police officers are closing in on um, Emil. And uh, basically, LAPD SWAT officers use an armored car that they commandeered from, like, a Briggs bank. You know, those giant armored-to-fuck cars that they use yeah, to, like, transport like, ATM money? It's like the ones they used for, um, uh, the, uh, uh, what was the, the bulldozer guy? Oh, killdozer guy? Yeah, killdozer. That's what I'm pretty sure they brought one of those out, and he couldn't. Didn't 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 work. Didn't do shit. <laughs> it didn't do but, jack. Uh, these guys basically walk up. These SWAT officers walk up to. I think it's like a Brinks or a Garda, and they basically say, "Hey, <laughs> hey, man." They commandeer the vehicle and uh, they use it to rescue wounded officers when the uh, shootout was occurring in earnest. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, they used it to approach on a meal, and. Uh, Basically, okay, so okay, so 9.58 a.m., moments after Philip's death, a severely wounded Emil attempts to steal a passing truck in a residential neighborhood several blocks east of Archwood. He shoots a few rounds through the truck's windshield, injuring the driver, who flees with the keys to the truck. You move a little bit closer. There you go. Emil enters the truck after uh, taking all of his weapons and ammunition and putting it into the uh, the back of the truck, he gets into the truck to realize, oh, hey, there's no fucking keys. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, and this whole time, I don't think he knows that Larry just got, yeah, you know, no way. just blew his head out. Um, so the officers speed up in a patrol car, and the remaining robber takes cover behind his original getaway car, and a gun battle ensues. So just looking at the picture of this, okay, so there's... Emil, right in front of his white little sedan, and then immediately next to it, like they're parked next to each other in like a fucking uh, a parking lot, is this truck, and then catty corner from that is this police car. So basically, these guys are, I want to say, shit, maybe 20, 30 feet away from each other. Oh, um, Emil and Larry? 
No, Emil and, and the, the police co- officers oh, who showed up to, to, to catch him. And they're having a full-on gun battle. And they're just blowing just rounds and rounds. At each other, yeah. And that's the thing is, there's probably, what, like 10, 15 cops? There's got to be an entire SWAT team at this point, maybe. Three. <laughs> Three cops showed up. Excuse me? <laughs> Three cops. Come again? Uh, Three cops? Yeah. Where the fuck's back? What? There's got to be snipers around or something. Well, I think they were still dealing with Larry because this is yeah. the same time that Larry killed himself. And I think they thought of Larry as probably the bigger fish because he was... And I think he had more of like a... Uh, he had obviously criminal history and I think his was more apparent. Well, I don't even know... They didn't even know who these guys were. Well, I'm sure they had some. Uh, well, they had, didn't they rob like two or three banks before this? Yeah, but they don't know who robbed them. That's yeah, but uh, yeah, but yeah. Okay. Oh, so the cops didn't? They didn't have like a profile on them. No, they were just like these are just two assholes that showed up one day. <laughs> oh yeah, they're definitely assholes. I mean, they're definitely not the nicest guys in the world. So Emil's in a gunfight with these uh, officers, and at 10:01 a.m. Finally, after being shot 29 times. About 50 minutes in. For, it, well, it only lasted 44 minutes. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's about, fi- it's about 50 minutes This whole, all this took place. Finally, after being shot 29 times. Emil? Emil sur- yeah, Emil was shot 29 times. Most of it in his legs, which is what finally got him. It's a champ. I mean, so, I, I, mean I hate to say it, but that yeah. dude, the dude's built different. Well, the cops that were uh, having the shootout with him before he died they noticed like hey i don't think he has any armor on his legs so they yeah. went under the cars and they started shooting out his legs and that's what got him uh That'll so he succumbs you. to his wounds and the cops walk up on him and uh basically he's still alive and he's alive for like i think a couple more minutes and he basically like they keep asking him like who are you like what what mm-hmm. what's going on are, are there yeah. more of you and he's just like fuck you, kill me. Like, he keeps cussing them out, and he keeps telling them to kill him, and then he eventually dies. And uh, Emil's family would actually try to sue the LAPD because they thought that they purposely let him not get medical attention sooner. I mean, to be honest, I'm sure they did, but I don't think they purposely did it. I think it was just in it the was because It was because it was a fucking hot zone, and they didn't yeah. want any... And it's like their policy. And they also don't know... I mean, when you're in that situation as a, a law enforcement officer, you also don't know if... If a bomb's there, if somebody's yeah. on the way to come shoot up more, if there's still people inside, you know, you don't know anything. So, you know, and you never think it's just these two guys could do all that, but you'd be, you know, you'd be uh, surprised, <laughs> especially, you know. I'm not surprised a, by anything anymore, man. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, you have to think about it. This is 1997. That means not only did the L.A. riots happen, but, like, also Waco Wake also, uh, Ruby Ridge happened. Um, Gulf Wars, all the that. Gulf War. But this, I'm talking more about like domestic terrorism. Yeah, but uh, like that was uh, I think Oklahoma like, City bomber. So that's why. I, yeah, I can definitely see what you mean. That was by, the like, Unabomber too, wasn't it? The Unabomber was around, I think, too. He was like late '80s something. But yeah, this is. But I'm talking about like domestic white yeah. terrorism. Uh, yeah, and then Columbine happened two years later, which kind of just set forward, you know all of the 2000s domestic terrorism, sadly. So as the deadly shootout comes to an end, SWAT officers enter the bank to rescue the employees and customers. 20 years later, scarcely a trace remains of the carnage that unfolded on this valley street in 1997. Is it still the same building? That's what I wonder is if it's still the exact same building. I don't see why not. I mean, I guess they didn't really scope it out or make, like, a pre-plan when it comes to, like, how they were going to get in, you know, in and what they are going to do exactly. Well, the thing is, they, they robbed two prior... Uh, L.A. banks. Well, no, two prior Bank of Americas. Oh, yeah, so they had a good understanding of what the inside probably looked like. I think they probably had a great understanding because they probably cased the joint a couple times. Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely would. <laughs> I feel like... I mean... It didn't really get into detail, but do you think... I mean, they went in not knowing they were going to, A, get in a shootout, and B, end up dying. I think they were just strong-arm robbers, and their idea was, we're going to go in, we're going to fuck this place up and scare them, we're going to get cash, and we're going to leave. And what I don't understand is that if they already had a million from the two prior banks that they robbed, why the fuck would you try to rob a third one? Yeah, and plus, it was 750000 which... I mean, still in '97 money. It was, you know. But then they ended up with only like 305, right? Yeah, 305. But it's still. I just feel like at that point, when uh, you know, when you go to get the money and it's not all the money you wanted, and you guys are already running behind schedule, and to, and 
Two cops saw you walk in, by the yeah, way. Yeah, two cops saw you Which, walk in. If, uh, I'd get a little nervous. And then you turn around, and there's the entire LAPD sitting there waiting for you. You know, I mean, at that point, it's either, you know, it's go or, it's go or die, man. Well, I think something that's also interesting with the research that I did, um, I I saw, I listened to the, to the, uh, the, t- the tapes of the officers communicating over the, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, C- a CV? Yeah, or, yeah. I, I don't remember what it's called, but it... The radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember them basically talking over the radio, and uh, they they were talking to each other, and they were just like, we have multiple officers down, and they're just like, how many? Where are they? They're just like, just multiple. We don't know what to do. And uh, there's a couple of them where they're just like, hey, we keep shooting, and one of them's like, Sh- shoot for the head. <laughs> Go for the fuck. Jesus. Shoot him in the fucking head. Nope. I don't think that guy probably thought he was going to say that. Yeah. And I don't think they had head. Did they have head like masks? They had ski masks on, but they, yeah. they didn't have like they didn't uh, have like helmets, helmets or anything. No. Which I was surprised that the cops didn't just you know get a good shot off right in the temple or something. Well, none of them had a. This is before they they were allowed to like. I think at most they had shotguns. Yeah, as like a backup. Yeah, because well, that's the thing is post LA riots too, so they were kind of you know still starting out. to like militarize the police a little bit. But yeah, which I'm not saying. Uh, we're obviously not saying that they should militarize the police, but when it comes to situations like this, it fucking helps. Yeah. <laughs> well, after this, that's when they started allowing officers to like carry the uh, carry anything AR-15s. Yeah. If if by the way, if I'm wrong about what the fuck they're carrying, please don't be a dick. Like it's I'm just yeah, I'm just calling it like I sees it. Yeah. Don't just uh. I mean, we're obviously not. It was actually we said uh, this. We said an this. AR-12, 15, 35 yeah. with the receiver something something. Hey, Justin. <laughs> Hey, you know what it actually was? I'm going to get hate mail. Dear yeah. Justin, okay, three reasons um, why you're a fuckhead. <laughs> yeah, we know. We don't give a fuck, okay? We really don't care. Um, oh, wow. Me? Hey, we had our first caller. <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy from Queens, you're on the air. Vinny from Queens. You want to answer it? No. <laughs> no. I didn't know what that was for a second. Pick it up and, uh... Just unplug it. Turn it off, yeah. What were we saying? <laughs> you talking? Yeah, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, if, if we get the, the fucking... Okay, so... Yeah, don't, don't, give us, don't give a shit, okay? I don't think we have to... Nobody's gonna... No, yeah. Absolutely no one is gonna give a shit. No one's gonna give us. A... We're just making this up. Just forget about it. There may be a phone call. Sounds like we're in an office. Okay, so we have... Do you want to watch... We have a video from CNN here. It's a well, two-minute long video. What I wanted to talk about was the... Uh, the fucking... Because so... This is when they started allowing cops... After this, this is what caused cops to start wearing uh, AR-15s. Mm-hmm. Um, all, all manner of different kinds of weapons. And it's just... It's, it's kind of weird that this is what it took to me. I feel like it... I mean... It's that guy standing across. <laughs> I feel like it could have been something way worse. I mean, no, if, I mean this was obviously horrible and yeah. just a, a horrific event. But I feel like on the um, compared to everything else that happened prior to this, just in the '90s alone, you know, it took this for that to happen. And I don't agree with, um, you know, police militarization. You know, personally, but. Um, it's, you know, things like this, I see a reason why, you know, it makes me realize more. So, um, the only people that died in the North Hollywood shootout were the robbers. Literally nobody else died. Um, 12 police officers and eight civilians were injured and, uh, numerous vehicle and property damage. Yeah. Uh, and 2000 rounds of ammunition were fired by the robbers and police. Yeah, I think uh, they got really lucky in terms of like civilians uh, not getting yeah just hurt. But it's it's such a miracle that nobody got like killed. Yeah, but I do think, I mean, it is kind of interesting because it's just the potential of you know what could have happened, which is I think what what made the police go so radical when it comes to uh, the use of firearms nowadays, which I think is kind of. I mean, it's. This was an ex. This is an excellent reason to use, uh, you know, an AR-15 or yeah. something like that, or a sniper. But the thing is, you know, compared to how they use it today, where it's like they'll just use it for a protest, 
they just bring him out. Yeah. They just overuse him now compared to... But this was the thing that kind of set the precedent where they're like, hey, if this happens again, it could have been a lot worse. So it's kind of like if... It's an if, not a because, you yeah. know. It's not because of this, but it's more like if this could have got a lot worse. You know what really fucks with me, though? When I was uh, doing some of the research, uh, I looked at some of their backgrounds, and I saw two pictures. Mm-hmm. I saw a picture of Larry... And a picture of Emil when they were kids. Big ol' oh god. They were adolescents. Yeah. And you know how you look at the picture of baby Hitler and you're just like, okay, I can kind of see like a spark of evil in him. Yeah. Um, but it's still a baby, so you're like, what the fuck? Um, I saw pictures of these two robbers and I saw myself because Larry was this chubby adolescent kid. Yeah. And he was doing one of those school photos that you could tell his mom was making him do. Well, that's the thing is you just see, like, you can tell it's like, that guy, this that kid in that picture didn't do anything wrong. No. That kid in the picture would grow up to do this shit, but it's like, how did it get to that point? They had, I've, I mean, we didn't do, we didn't um, necessarily research their, like, backgrounds uh, yeah. consistently. This is but, all surface level. Yeah, but I do feel like there's some, something happened or Larry got kicked out when he was young or something. Something There's an, there an event or events leading up to him, you know, becoming a pretty much a lifelong criminal for the most part and i looked at the picture of emil yeah i'm looking at one right now and it's him and his dad on like a, a staircase and emil's like very young he's like maybe eight nine ten and he's holding a chihuahua and he just looks like he's having a good time and it's, it's just yeah. so weird to think that they'll end this way and they did and it's like they ended the worst way i mean you could have just surrendered man all you have to do is drop the gun and go, I'm done. And they, at some point, um, can't, I mean, when they, they came can, out, but. at some point when they came out of the, uh, the banks and started firing initially, like literally three of the cops said they could have left at that point. Yeah. We were ducking for cover and making calls. They could have left at any point and mm-hmm. probably gotten away. But, and, yep. and, and they knew that they could have gotten away, but they decided to stay and fight. Which is the worst thing that they could have possibly done. Yeah, but at the same time, it's also a testament to, like, I think they just didn't want to go to jail, and they knew they were probably going to get caught. I don't think they wanted to kill any civilians, to be honest. I think they... I think they were high. I think it was... I think they were probably... Yeah, I think it was all against the police, though. Yeah. I mean, for the most part. It just seemed... I think to them, because it was like, you're the ones preventing us from getting all this money. I think... Because they could have easily went to that bank and shot every single person in the bank. Yeah. But they didn't. And they had the they had the weapon they had weapons to fight the police after if, if they did shoot all the people they still would have had enough weapons to fight all the police force in L.A. But they didn't they you know they got out quick and they made you know they just made their way around uh, trying to fight off the police instead which was very interesting so they're totally they're just against the police they just hate the police and do the ultimate <laughs> nah these guys if you look at their pictures they just look like no they just look like they're robbing banks they look like dumb jocks who yeah they're just robbing banks and shit yeah. I mean, they're they're at they're at the gym lifting roids. Oh yeah, if they're on roids. By the way. Oh yeah. If they're on roids this whole time, that explains all of this. Because um, I know roid rage is a real uh, touchy subject. Because people. Well, it's know a if, real thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Is people don't know if. Uh, I want to get swole. Yeah. I want to rob banks. Yeah. <laughs> Emil. <laughs> uh, so this actually, so. Now that we're kind of done with this, this actually isn't the craziest bank thing I've ever heard of. Um, it's probably not for me either, but I'm not sure. We're an hour, by the I way. I think it's... I don't give a fuck. I know. I think it's, I think it's a cool you know. point in history because it changed so much, and it just, like... I mean, we're still talking about it today. Mm-hmm. It's like, what, 23 years? 24 this year. And it happened in... What was it? February? Nah, February 28th, 1997. Almost a fucking leap year um, date. He's hurt headphones um yeah because i just don't i still find it funny that this was the thing it wasn't waco it wasn't the waco was prior to this yep it wasn't oklahoma city bombing which is prior to this which i feel like all could have been thousand times worse than they ended up being you know Mm -hmm. the unabomber all of that um but this was the thing because i think it was just because uh they made uh, this is in downtown whiteyville that's what i'm saying is they made it look vulnerable yeah this wasn't isolated Mm mm-hmm because if it happened in, you know, in, in well, the also of Oklahoma City did happen in like it, Oklahoma City. That's downtown Whiteyville, but yeah, but it, this is North Hollywood, where yeah. it's, everything is, you know, um, everything is bigger than it, you know, really is. But it's, it's, it is, it is um, 
great that nobody got hurt though. Yeah, I think that's a miracle. Yeah, I think that's the main thing. Two thousand rounds? Yeah. Are you kidding me? It seems like to me that they were just they gave up right after they right after they got out of the bank. I think they just gave up, but Wouldn't they weren't fine. they were not giving up the fight. They were just giving up the you know the idea of getting away cleanly. Well, I think if I was Larry and I spent like three weeks <laughs> dude, yeah. sewing my fucking body yeah. armor together like that, like it's okay, like I'm gonna get into some kind of fight. Like it's like killdozer. Like if you you're not gonna build a bulldozer and then just quit after yeah. 13 <laughs> minutes, you know, like they planned this out and they had a they had it going, they were ready, and they definitely didn't fucking hold up. Those guys just hanging out out there. I don't know. This dude's been sitting outside, um, <laughs> our half-ass studio here. And they're just sitting there bullshitting. Hey, you want to be on the podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, man, you know, you ever seen, you were around from North Hollywood, Chicago. <laughs> Tell me what you know about North Hollywood. Yeah. Okay, guys, so this is our first very half-assed, yeah. very off the, off the cuff. Uh, we're sorry that we can't go for hours and hours. Um, we probably could, but the thing is, we'll just be rehashing and repeating ourselves. Yeah, which we've already been doing this whole fucking time. Because I didn't even realize that this thing all happened within an hour. Less than an hour. In my, in my head, it happened over... Not like, even 45 minutes. In my, in my head, it happened over like uh, five or six hours, all morning, through the evening. Mm-mm. Like, because Killdozer was like three hours. It was, yeah, it was, an, it was an inordinate amount of time. That was like, I think, the same year. Well, it's because they didn't know what the fuck to do. Yeah, kill, that's, that's <laughs> I think that might be a future episode, for sure. Um, but hopefully, um, basically broke it all down for you. <laughs> Gave you our uh, opinions yeah. and shit on it, so it was a very interesting... So, do you think that this could happen today? Easily. Yeah? Um, not so much... Not... Uh, just the idea of someone going in to rob a bank with that much armor and guns, that could easily happen. Not as much with the, the way that it went down afterwards, um, just because the cops are so uh, militarized now, obviously. Yeah, I feel like they would be Johnny on the spot with that shit. Yeah, that's the thing, though. Is this would have been over in 10 minutes, and both guys would be dead, and, no, and uh, it would have been just whoever they injured inside. It wouldn't have been... There wouldn't have been, like, cops getting shot outside and trying to figure out where, this, where to put the sniper. They would have just... As soon as they came out, if they didn't surrender, they would have mowed them down. Which, I mean, we've seen it a million times before now with our iPhone, you know, with the phones now, you, you see it everywhere. Yeah, I feel like these guys probably wouldn't have gotten away with it either <laughs> if, I mean, like beforehand, because these guys robbed the two banks before, I feel like people would have. No, as soon as they the walked, as soon as the, the two cops saw them walk in, there would have been a SWAT team outside waiting for them to come out on all, all around the bank. Plus, I don't think they wouldn't have even got to the money the way that bank vaults are today. Yeah. But in theory, just the idea of two guys deciding to do that, that could easily happen today. It'd probably be worse because of the, gu- you know, the guns that we have. Yeah, I, I think about bank robbers today, and I think there's, like, there's so much in place to fuck For, you. Yeah, to prevent that. So you have to be either like some Ocean's Eleven shit. Yeah. Or, or you're, you, know, you have to be... Uh, like th- like you couldn't do the, what these guys did. where no. You didn't even really plan. You kind of just did it. Well, they back then not. it was lawless as fuck. It yeah. was like... Anybody could go through, uh, anybody could take basically a road trip from like New York City to LA and you could rob like four banks on the yeah. way there and they would never fucking catch you. And uh, I mean, they had like Taco Bell and Pizza Huts together and shit. It was, <laughs> it was just a, the 90s were just a lawless fucking society. I don't know how you made it through. I mean, you spent 10 years in the 90s. Spent 10 years in the 90s. I mean, do you remember the late 90s? Like, do you remember ever seeing any of this? Or like, I know you probably remember 9 11 on the news. But... Uh, yeah, uh, I remember a lot of stuff. Um, but from the '90s, you like you remember like Corn's first album? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't remember Corn's first album. Uh, I do remember just I would I remember seeing things on the news and not quite understanding it. Yeah, but now in retrospect, you're probably like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> just, well, like when 9/11 happened, uh, my teacher brought in like a TV and she was like, I need everybody to be quiet and Jeez. and listen to this. And we just watched this building come down, and we have no idea. She gave no context as to what the fuck was going on. And she's like, now go home. And we so all went home. You were in what, middle school probably? I was in second grade. Second, okay. That, yeah, because you were 11 in 2001. Yeah. And yeah. I was conceived that month. <laughs> I was conceived this, that month. Um, so, and mom always told me the story. She was just like, yeah, we're getting ready in the morning. And me and your dad are fighting, and then we're like, "Hey, what's this?" <laughs> it was just nine eleven on the fucking news, and I was they like, were like, "Let's make a kid. Let's, let's, yeah, this is the perfect time to make a child." It was somewhere around that point. I think I don't know. 
but um, probably a Nickelback concert. Shannon, Shannon put on the Def Leppard record. Put it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon's our mother's uh, name, by the way. She ain't gonna listen to that. She ain't listen to this. <laughs> she ain't listening to an hour in. Are you kidding me? All right, guys. Uh, yeah, we appreciate uh, you listening. Uh, also, shout out to Rockville uh, Audio. Who, yeah, it's where all of our gear came from. Literally, just the whole kit. Yeah, big shout out to Anchor, Spotify, uh, probably maybe YouTube down the line. For now, I think we're just gonna go probably Spotify and Anchor, pay, uh, Patreon maybe. If you want to support. Uh, uh, yeah, guys. Uh, thanks for listening to the Agent Orange podcast. Yep. Keep listening. We'll see you next time.